Are you ready to take lead in your life? Well, today's the day. Join us on Leadership to Wealth with your host, Neil D'Souza. All right, welcome Leadership Nation. So glad to have you here. We are on a journey to bring together men and women who believe in taking action in their own life when it comes to the areas of finance, family, and fitness. And this is the Leadership to Wealth podcast, and I'm your host, Neil D'Souza. Guys, our guest today is a friend of mine, and he is a physical trainer, and he's been helping people for years now get themselves in line with their dreams and their goals in the area of fitness. He carves out specific programs for them, and he's going to be here to help us in this in this quarantine world that we're dealing with, that we need it more than ever, how to be able to keep ourselves in shape because we know we've all put on a couple extra pounds and we're going to talk about how to deal with that in, in our confined spaces that we're dealing with. And so I'm looking forward to it. Guys, here we go. My guest today, none other than Far Ramsahoy. Far, how are you doing? Glad to have you. I'm doing fine. Happy to be here, to be invited, um, to be part of this interview. And thank you for having me, my friend. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad that we got to work this out. We had some scheduling issues and we got, we got you on the show. We got to be able to get you here. And uh, I know you're going to be able to give some great stuff to people because right now it's, it's so true that people are at home and they're, and they're putting on some extra weight. And, uh, you know, people are not getting the, they're not getting the health benefits that they would normally get. And so I'm really looking forward to this and being able to talk yep. about it. And, uh, you know, to start off, we've got a, you're the, you're the owner of Visionary Fitness and you by design, you know, help people to transform their life, literally, physically helping them to do it. And so, you, you know, we're going to get into that a little bit uh, about how you do that. But I want to just start off. I wore this special shirt just for you. I'm going to just show it. Here we go. It's my mutant t-shirt. <laughs> you know, I'll give a quick props to uh, Popeye Supplements. They're not paying me, but, uh, but we'll mention it because two months ago, I couldn't fit into this shirt. Two months yeah. ago, I couldn't fit into this shirt, but now I can wear it. And so... You know, having you, our, uh, our resident uh, fitness guru, we're going to get you on and we can talk about all of that great stuff. So I wore this shirt just for you, my friend. I, I appreciate that. I like it, man. <laughs> um, okay, so we're going to get into talking about your past, get, get into your journey and how you've gotten to, to your buff self. We're, we'll get into that. <laughs> uh, who do we have in the background uh, joining us today there? <laughs> Well, um, this this uh, guy, his name is Marcello. He came with my wife, and I've learned to over the years to appreciate a cat in my life. One thing I can say is uh, he's earned his keep because um, two weeks ago I heard a big scuffle in the kitchen, and I was in the bedroom, and and um, I came out later on, and there was blood all over the kitchen floor, and. Um, it was looked like a murder scene, to be honest. Oh. And I see, a, I see a dead mouse and, and him just sitting there like a regal lion, just proud of what he did. And it came up out of the basement 
And you know what? I realized that I will never complain about this cat because even if he kills one mouse a year, he's done his job. I don't need that running around in my house. And I'm so proud of him. He killed a mouse right away too. As soon as it went through the door, he caught it, killed it. And uh, it was interesting. So I'm really happy. I'm really proud of this guy, man. Marcello, good job. Good job, Marcello. <laughs> that's great. Um, that's awesome. And uh, so for anyone that uh, wants a uh, active uh, mousetrap, uh, just get a cat. That's exactly. <laughs> okay. So now let's, let's get into it. Uh, your, your background, we now know you're from Guyana, but tell us a little bit about, you know, I guess coming from growing up to a certain point in Guyana and then, you know, coming to Canada and kind of your journey to now being a fitness trainer. Help, help us understand a little bit where you've come from. All right. So I, uh, I'm 39 now and uh, I, I came here in, I came to Canada in 1990. So I, um, I spent a little bit of uh, my upbringing, my childhood in Guyana and um, Guyana is, you know, it's a, it's, there's a lot of forestry. There's a lot of country, country living. Uh, the Amazon basin extends into, into our country, um, dense forest. And um, so it's, you know, it's right on top of Brazil. Just to give you an idea of um, the landscape of that place. Uh, there's people that live indigenous to that country. We have people that live in villages and obviously we have the more developed, we have the city living, the city life as well. And so I grew up in a village and I lived in the bush as well with the indigenous people. And this is the characterized my first, the first five years of my life. And I don't know if we typically remember, you know, our lives at such a young age, but I do. I remember living, sleeping in a hammock. I remember, you know, going to the back and having to dig up the soil so that you can go do your number two. Um, the richness of this, the richness, the smell of the soil, the, we, we're, we're, uh, we're subject to heavy rainfall in our country, regular floods. So the houses are built to take the floods. And so there's times where, you know, we wouldn't be able to leave our homes for weeks and months. And I remember every time when the flood came that I thought it was Noah's Ark. I thought that the story that I read in the Old Testament what is, was happening over and over again. I thought the whole world was, was flooding. And so that's how, you know, natural, natural torrential floods affected the, the, the thinking of a, young, of a young mind. And so for us, nature is a huge, huge part of our life. It's a huge influence and, and mystique of our country. And um, after living in the, in the forest with my dad, because he just traveled everywhere with me, and uh, we lived in a village where, where it was very similar to how the Africans live, and uh, with the, the magic and, and all of the things that, uh, that Africans would do that's relative to their upbringing and culture. My dad is, East Ind is Indian, ancestry from India, so I'm half Indian, and so I grew up in a Hindu life. So, so I grew up in a village that did magic. I grew up in a in a a in a family that also practiced Hindu. I, I grew up as you know practicing the Hindu, 
lifestyle, a vegetarian, the mantras. I can still tell you the mantras now. And uh, so that's kind of my upbringing. So um, let me pause you for a second there. Yeah. So growing up like that, did you have any idea that visionary fitness would be something one day? Did you have it at, at an early age? I mean, coming from that, had had any of this taken place yet? Because now, now you own visionary fitness. Yeah. You can find you on YouTube, right? You yeah. Find you on Facebook. Uh, was visionary fitness even a vision yet? It's an interesting, interesting question you just asked because I can trace it even into my childhood. I think um, so. Um, when I was young, my dad, they, they had this place that we can go to and um, there was a stage, it was outdoors and there was weights and, and benches and barbells. And my dad was into weightlifting and, um, and his friends too. And he would weightlift and bring me there to watch him weightlift. And I remember seeing a guy and he reminded me of Rambo because Rambo was a person that we all looked up to as kids. And I called him that. I said, I called him Rambo. And and I've discovered that he's kept that name up until now. And he's now moved to, to Toronto. And um, so it all, I believe, really started there. My dad used to be into calisthenics, used to be into weightlifting. And I do believe that the seed was planted uh, at a very young age in Guyana when my dad used to take me to, went to, to his weightlifting sessions. Wow. But I wow. never, that was it. I never really got into it. I just watched him. I was never into fitness uh, in, in Guyana. but. Um, Fast forwarding, fast forward, moving to Canada in 1990 in the winter, having no winter clothes. I'll never forget that uh, that winter season. And um, um, I, uh, as I got a little bit older, in my early teens, that's really when I discovered weightlifting on my own. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I was working with a, just an old clunky Nautilus machine. And um, I started at 135 pounds of body weight. My, I was so skinny that my, my school teacher asked my parents if I was, they were concerned if I was getting fed. Oh, wow. Um, 135 pounds as a teenager was really, really skinny. And, uh, but as soon as I started um, lifting weights, my body jumped up really quickly to like 215, to 215 pounds and it was wow. all within a year and and uh, my dad saw that and he was really impressed so he started buying me supplements every month and uh, it was creatine and protein and it was interesting it was a, a monthly bill that my dad never mind paying for me he just wow. his son was into something you know kids get into sports i got into bodybuilding so uh, he's, it was, uh, I'll never forget that, you know, he always bought me a new muscle and fitness magazine. So every month, two supplements and a muscle and fitness magazine. And I started getting big and started getting strong. And that's really um, where I started my, my fitness journey. And it was always on and off. So it was always two years at a time. I could never do anything for more than two years. I couldn't even hold a job for more than two years. And mm. uh, my dad always joked. He said, Boy, if you can do something for more than two years, that's when you know you're going to be able to lock it in. So uh, when I was, uh, this is my teens, and when I got into my 20s, I started weightlifting again. And this time I decided I just wanted to be insanely strong. Right. And um, it was at the YMCA in Ottawa. And um, so I started pumping weights with my cousins. And I was just always uh, creating programs for people. 
my cousins were always looking at me for help. And uh, once this uh, sportscaster for the, for the World Strongman, um, so there, there, was, there still are World Strongman competitions right now, very popular. And uh, there was a sportscaster for it. And uh, he was training at that gym. And I was lifting heavy weights, you know, deadlifting over 500 pounds and stuff at 19 and 20. And he was like, man, he's like, you're going to kill yourself. He's like, your form and technique is just cringeworthy. And he was always very aggressive and very harsh on me. And uh, I didn't listen to him. And I didn't understand. I didn't want to hear what he was saying because I'm 20 and I'm lifting this bad boy and I'm like able to curl an easy bar with two 45 pound plates on each side. Okay. So the big 45 pounder and I can just curl that bad boy and I can bench press over 300 pounds and I can press over 225 pounds. You can't talk to me because I'm doing it. And uh, why does form and technique matter to me? I look jacked and I'm a young man. So you know what though i i experienced an injury in my 30s that i can trace back to incorrect lifting in my 20s and uh, now it's with me for the rest of my life it's a chronic lower back injury but because of my understanding of health and fitness now my back operates better than people who don't have back pain and you won't know i have an injury unless i tell you and that's because of my understanding of how to create a balanced body to help us to not only minimize pain, overcome pain, but actually operate at, you know, be able to, to live a, a normal life um, with minimal uh, effects of, of whatever injuries that you might be going through. For example, I just had a knee surgery two years ago from a accident that I was in. And, um, my uh, my doc said I'd be out of commission for one year. I was back to work in 60 days and training in 60 days time. And now my leg is even bigger. My my injury leg is even bigger than my 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 regular leg. So um, you know you might not be able to work towards your goals the way you wanted to because of life, but you can still achieve great things in a different way you have to take a chart a different course and it may not be exactly what you planned out but it might be even better you might be even a better person as a result you might be able to help people who are struggling with the same way so um that's my doesn't really have to stop you in fact it can actually develop you into an even stronger person even stronger person because injuries are a gift it's the gift of injury wow it's it's uh if i wasn't injured i would have been a very hardcore person and i would have been pushing in a direction that maybe i shouldn't have pushed and it probably would have been worse off than it is now so injury is a gift injury is oh, a wow. gift it's a hard concept to get in our head because it's hard to get up and go beyond that we, we become experts in the problem and not the solution so it's i'm not saying that it's easy i want to take away from everybody's no experience. no we, well, we got we to gotta ask, I'm going to have to ask more about that, but I've got to ask the question about the uh, weightlifting and the, the powerlifting there and the bodybuilding that you were doing. I mean, obviously, you were getting lots of natural results. Uh, yeah. it, was, it was coming, you know, you're, you're uh, physically talented that way. Um, but the question is, you know, because you mentioned bodybuilding. Are you, were you looking to, you got into bodybuilding. 
at one point and were you were actually competing right well um no so i never actually got to the point of competing even though it's a dream and it still is a dream like i don't even care i will compete at 50 years of age in a master's division just to say that i've done it and that i've always wanted to do it and i did it at least once you know but um so i never the the older the old of us remember um a gentleman by the name of albert beckles and uh who at 63 years old was known as the greatest having the greatest back in the entire world yeah. for any anyone that's into great fitness physique. And remembers yeah Classic i was 63 years old and you know yeah amazing. My, heart is, my heart is still there with those types of golden era bodybuilders yeah in the 70s and 80s right yeah so um so yeah i've always bodybuilded and, and bodybuilding in the sense of just trying to grow all of the muscles of your body to look beautiful but to but to also to look strong and to maximize its ability so the maximum mm-hmm. potential and never stopping until you're as big as you can be naturally right. so yeah I've, i'm a bodybuilder i'll straight yeah. up say i am a bodybuilder at heart but i also uh, fell in love with getting really strong because there is a relationship between size and strength right, right. well i i was a as a kid i was really small and really scrawny and yeah. I remember my brother getting some of the, those muscle magazines uh, back in the day. And, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger was in there and, you know, he was the king at the time. And, but I, I remember seeing those magazines and thinking, looking and seeing how powerful these guys were and right. really even being in love with it and thinking, man, I want to be strong like that. And then my brother went out and got just a little home set of weeder uh, weights, you know, the old concrete ones in the plastic, wrapped in plastic, which are still around today, um, even though we have so much more technology now, but they're they're still kicking around. And um, I remember how much it meant for me, just, you know, emotionally in my confidence, how much it meant to be able to exercise and build strength and be able to you know, walk around in a t-shirt and, you know, of course, every young man's dream, right? And granted, I never got to uh, the bodybuilding size, but yeah. just to be fit and strong was was a huge thing for my confidence and it it has been a powerful thing all the way along, right? And, and when, yeah. when I know for myself, when I'm not like that, when I'm not healthy, it pulls, it takes from your confidence because you're tired, because you can't perform the way you want to. And, and, and so it's definitely a powerful thing, whether you're young or old. It's really important for all ages. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so now, okay. So here's your, you've been around, you've gone from South America coming to North America, uh, you know, potential strongman in uh, Ottawa. And, and now you're here. How, what, what made the transition where you decided hey, I'm going to become a physical trainer and I'm going to start coaching people, training people. Yeah. What, what started that dream? How did that happen? How did that transition occur? Yeah, I just a, having um, done it periodically throughout my whole life and um, just becoming so intimately familiar with it and the, you know, the, the science of exercise and, and experiencing the benefits of it and and you know always you know helping people around me but there was something more than that that uh, 
you know, at some point in my, my 30s, I, I wanted to be a personal trainer because of my passion, but there was something else that pushed me over the edge and, and uh, led me to becoming certified and, and just practicing now in more than five years, uh, have been working with clients um, as a personal trainer. It was really my, um, I, I decided that at some point in my, I went through phases in my fitness journey, but in my, my late 20s and early 30s, I decided I just wanted to get even bigger and I wanted to get even stronger. Right. And I was willing to cut any corner that I can cut to do it just short of taking um, um, steroids. And I was willing to make compromises too in, in muscle quality. And I was willing to gain the extra weight. And I, I ate myself and trained myself to almost 300, 300 pounds of body weight. So, so to be specific, 275 pounds. And that was a huge jump because I'm, I'm only used to being around 215, 220 max. And that was a lot too. Um, guys were joking that I need to go sideways to get through doors. You know? <laughs> um, right. Arms, arms, um, arms uh, on the way to 21 inches you know, um, just really, really big. And, but my, but my, of course my stomach got big too. Mm. And uh, I'd, I'd hear comments like this far, man, you're big. But one thing I can tell you, you, and your stomach's big, but one thing I can tell you, you wear it good, you know? So I was the type <laughs> of guy that my stomach really integrated with my size, you know? Right. And I didn't like that. I want to be lean, but, um, but like I said, uh, I just wanted to, to just cut corners and get really jacked. And what happened though is when we gotta, you have to think about your your genetics, your hereditary background, your predispositions. You have to really think about those things when you want to go on a nutrition plan and when you want to go on an exercise plan. If it's a high intensity plan, you gotta think how your body reacts to Mm -hmm. rigorous exercise when you're deciding that you want to really be good in a certain aspect of your health and fitness so mm-hmm. um i started getting high blood pressure i started having mm-hmm. blood sugar problems and we know that when that waist size gets over this is the, the the literature if your waist is more than 40 inches you're more receptive for certain diseases and and, and chronic conditions and that's really important for us men and women to make sure we're in those healthy ranges with wow. our body with our waist girth because this is where our organs are, are situated on the inside. So, so, um, so are you saying even when you were at this, at your most powerful, you were at your most powerful at this point, jacked as, as you said, but yet you're realizing that from a health standpoint, you're, you're at risk. I was at big time risk. I was at big time risk because you can get strong and a little bit more after that, but not too much more after that. It's really important that you create balance. If you're looking at high-performing athletes, there are trade-offs, there are risks, there are long-term side effects, but they're willing to take it for the present, um, the present goal. And so there is a risk, and you can take it too far, and you can take it too, and you got to know what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. Any diet you take, there's a risk, and you got to understand what you're doing 
you will get results, but there are trade-offs as well too. And so you want to minimize it. And um, so, and, and so this is before me, you've started, this is, you're realizing these things before you started visionary fitness. It was before. So yeah. um, I'm 39 and this was at yeah. 30. So I was yeah. 30. And, yeah. uh, but th what happened there was the catalyst. So that was a real big, because anyone can train a lot of people and uh, like as friends and everyone keeps, you know, and then they want to be a personal trainer. That's sometimes not enough. Like if you, you know, it's the same thing with other principles too, as well. If you like selling, if you like people, if you want to help people, if you like, if you're somehow, I'm trying to put myself yeah. in your shoes. Well, you, well, just you to, like let me, let me like just say this. So just because you're, good at something right you're you're strong you're all these things but it didn't necessarily mean that it was beneficial for everyone else what yeah for example if just because this is this is rough right here but just okay. bear with me just okay. because if you're addicted to a drug it doesn't mean that you're you're the perfect person to run a pharmacy all right. <laughs> right. Okay. Doesn't right. mean you're the perfect person to run a pharmacy. You have to want the business aspect of the pharmacy. You like to, you have to love the numbers. You have to be into sales. You got to be in just because you love something doesn't mean you're going to be ready to turn into a career. So right. just because I've trained people or, or because everyone asked me questions, it doesn't really mean I was cut out. Something had to happen to me. And so when I was in a serious bind where I'm 275 pounds and I, I love my side, I look great in a t-shirt. Okay, no t-shirt can fit me. No pants can fit me. I'm a strong guy. I'm getting compliments left, right, and center, but I'm having all these health issues to the degree that I cannot sit down across from you at a table without wanting to fall asleep. Oh, okay? wow. Your body's taking asleep. so much from you. Yeah, having ser such serious acid reflux that when I fall asleep, the, the acid comes up through my stomach and I'm waking up suffocating because wow. i'm about to choke and i don't even know what that is my lung is blocked and i'm <clears throat> and then it goes down and i can breathe and i'm thinking i'm saying thank you god you gave me another chance at life okay so wow. that it was a i was like i had to just i had to redefine my understanding of fitness i had to redefine my passion for just why do i want to stand out why do I want to be the biggest guy? Why do I want to, why? I had to really ask myself these questions and I had to get my health back um, to normal. And so what did I do? I started to lose the weight again. And then I realized, oh my gosh, my health conditions are staying with me. I have issues that I've gained, that I got from, from when I gained that weight that have not left me. I mm. will most likely be with me for the rest of my life so not only did in my 20s incorrect lifting i uh, gave me a gift of a lower back injury that's that honestly you wouldn't you wouldn't think I'm, i have a lower back injury so i have to tell you that i have to state the power of being balanced what it does to you mm -hmm. however it's still with me for the rest of my life and now i have this conditions that i got in my 30s that are still with me for the rest of my life right. and so i became a lower back specialist um, in a wow. sense, so I had to yeah. figure out how, what this core is really about and how to integrate it into movement. So I can, you wouldn't believe that I have a lower back problem because I perform mm -hmm. better than the average guy. So, well, well here's the reality. Here's the reality that. is that a lot of us, a lot of us, as we're growing up, as we're coming up, we, we create an identity for ourselves. And I can see as you're sharing the, 
you know, being big and being strong and, you know, all that attention, it, it builds its own confidence plus the amount of hormones, you know, the testosterone that would have been running through your body. I mean, it's, it's a powerful feeling and it's a drug in and of itself. Um, and, and then having to have the consequences that come with it and no different than whether someone's taking drugs or whether someone, when they're younger, they, they spend a lot of money and get into a whole lot of debt. I mean, on the show, we're talking about leadership to wealth is, is about acknowledging that we have to be leaders in this area because, you know, subscribing to what we've always subscribed to will continue to get us those results. And, and unless we change and make those decisions, we're never going to get to wealthy, healthy, and happy, right? You're never going to get there. And so uh, I, I'm what you're saying is really resonating. And, and so now you've, you started to, in your journey, you started to uh, lose some of the weight but you're realizing the consequences of that, those decisions. Yeah. So to try to, I'm just going to compress this because I can, um, I definitely can over elaborate, but what happened is I, I started having allergies to foods. Okay. Um, my digestive system became very sensitive to even my mood. I, I, my, I can have a, a digestive um, discomfort by the way I was thinking. My stomach became so sensitive to so many things. Okay. And uh, so it caused this, this systematic effect on my body. And I, had to, I got a lot of tests. I'd be sitting in the hospital with elderly people. And they're, just, they're like, what are you doing here? You're so fit. I'd be sitting in front of a doctor. He's like, I don't understand. You're so fit. And I was being judged. I was being, people kept telling me, they're like, you can't have nothing wrong with you. Look at you. And I had to tell them, I feel this way. Test me. <laughs> and so it's hard to be fit looking and yet to have all of these complications and for people to swear that you're okay. And so yeah. there's a, a whole inversion of things that people don't think that uh, a fit person can go through. But just because you look fit doesn't really mean that you're fit on the inside. You got to be honest with yourself. But um, just to... Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. That's, uh, that's something powerful because... Uh, yeah, that's powerful because a second ago I was thinking, wow, so maybe we don't want to be fit uh, and, and jacked because there's lots of uh, benefits with not going that way. But, but that is the truth. You can do it the wrong way. You can do it the wrong way. Uh, and and we'll obviously get into that and talk about that in the, in the second portion of the interview. But, yeah. but that's pa- powerful to state that because how many of us have done the, the quick fad, the quick fix, and you know, anything I- to get some sort of results so that we look good in a, uh, you know, in a bathing suit or whatever, or in, a, in a suit, and, and we, we sacrifice the body. Yeah, and that's what I did. I wanted it quick and fast. I gained that two. I went from two twenty to two seventy five really quick in about a year and a half. It's not, it's wrong. You don't want to gain that weight like that. But what happened is my my whole system got messed up, and I had to be. I had to figure out how to eat in a in a way that that was my body would accept it. I had to lose that weight. I had to learn about myself all over again, and it uh, it just was very restrictive. Um, it affected my, my social time. Um, and it was uh, there for a long time. I didn't understand what was going on, why foods weren't making me react. Well, I just, mm. there was a time I, I remember selling my first job here was selling carpet at a, at a carp at a, a floor covering store called end of the rolling Kingston. And 
And I, I had, I placed my hand on a roll, on a roll of carpet and, and the lady who I was selling to, she's like, are you okay? Or am I boring you? I'm like, no, I'm just really, really tired right now. I'm so sorry about this. And that's because I wasn't understanding how foods were impacting me. And wow. so there was a moment I had, this was what made me decide to be a personal trainer. I realized that if I'm going to have to be such an expert on on eating for my specific needs as an individual, as unique as a, my own fingerprint, and that's what we should all think about when we're eating and training, and we should personalize things towards ourselves and not think that what works for us is going to work for the other person. But I, I said, if I'm going to be like this, if I have to be so precise, if I have to learn the science and to for me to feel better, I might as well make a career out of this. So that was really um, the tipping point for me is that I had to take my my health so seriously that i decided i was going to turn it into a job wow. <laughs> you know, so, and wow. uh, my, clients, my clients appreciated because they had a person that was touched with their infirmities they had a person that wasn't born healthy they had a person that knew what it was to be obese they had a person that knew what it was to have injured himself but that person to have overcome those things and therefore could learn how to help other people overcome it in their lives and that was the tipping point for me was that stint with being overweight and oversized wow wow my goodness so it you know it, it doesn't do it justice to call call it that you made it a job uh, because you created a lifestyle a way of being you realized that you know this is who i need to be for myself and then realize the value that you were able to provide other people i mean so many people we are talking about myself here you you try to fit in healthy lifestyles right into your life you're trying to fit it in in amongst everything else you're doing the business that you're running the job that you have wife kids all of that kind of stuff and it can be so confusing so visionary fitness you know personal trainers have a powerful place in our world now Dude, we're front line. right front line with and and without some of that experience of knowing what it is to deal with an injury without having some of that experience of knowing what it is to be overweight underweight that's right knowing the value of nutrition you know a lot of people say that there's so much information on the internet, but we're inundated with it now. It's yeah. literally trying to be able to sift through all of that material is, is a challenge in and of itself, right? Yeah. This diet, that diet, this exercise, that exercise, because every month there's the latest and greatest and it gets to a point where it all cancels to zero and you don't know what to do. And so you going into that space, moving into that space with your passion is something that I know can really and has changed people, including myself, right? Uh, being in your program and um, seeing how badly I, I even failed with some of the things thinking, wow, I thought I was in good shape and I thought I was strong. And, and it was great to be able to see. I actually enjoyed being able to see how not strong I was how weak I was in, in which is some simple exercises that I remember you showing me. And so now we'll actually, we'll definitely have to talk about that. And we're going to move into uh, the second portion where 
hey, we've got to learn about we've got to learn about the strategies, the things that you teach when it comes to nutrition, what you All teach right. when it comes to exercise and dealing with injuries. So we're going to move over to there. So if you're listening, come join us in part two and with Far Ramsohoy, Visionary right. Fitness. All right, let's go over. Okay, guys, that's the end of the first part of the interview. There's a whole lot more still to come in part two, so I want you to join me over there. Now, before you do, please, if you could take a moment to just give us some feedback on the interview, on your thoughts, how you like it. We really appreciate it so much, and we really want to make sure that we continue to improve the product that we provide to you here at Leadership to Wealth. So, If you can do that, don't forget to like and follow, and we'll see you over in part two.